scripture reading is from the book of James, the first chapter, the first to the eighth verse. The reading is also in your bulletin. If you are able, please stand for the reading. James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you, le- because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. The person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is a double-minded and unstable in all they do. This is the word of the Lord. We are continuing our sermon series from the epistle, the letter of James. Uh, Stepping back and taking a broad view of the five chapters seem more like a as I shared last time, a New Testament version of the book of Proverbs than, uh, than a, uh, a letter, uh, uh, kind of a singularly focused letter of, of say, Paul, uh, more straightforward. James, the book of James is thought to be the earliest of the New Testament writings. So you'll, you'll, see, uh, you'll see some interesting parallels as we shared last time with the Gospels, uh, but by all accounts, the book of James was written before any of the Gospels were written. So there was obviously an oral history, an oral tradition that was being passed on, the words of Christ. And today's not the day to, 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 to get into that discussion, but uh, for those that uh, you know, have some, some, some reservation about oral history and all, oral history in, in the ancient Near East time was a better uh, reflection of what was said and done than stuff that was written. You had, to, you had to remember what was being said verbatim. You know, kids were trained, adults were trained. Uh, it's like, this is what the word says. And they were able to repeat it. So today's not the day, but it was written about 45, 48 uh, AD. And so there are a few things, uh, as we shared last week, that we know about James. Obviously, he was the, the, the half-brother of Jesus. Um, he was not an early believer. He was witness to the resurrected Christ. Uh, he was called the, one of the pillars of the church, and they, he had the, 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 the name, uh, you know, it's a nice name uh, in this case. You know, I wouldn't suggest uh, uh, men or women, you go around calling uh, someone camel knees, un- unless the, the knees fit, I guess. Uh, but, but he had that name, that moniker, Old Camel Knees, because his, ne- his knees were so callous because he was on his knees in prayer. And they called him Camel Knees. What does James say about himself? Well, he describes himself as a slave of God. I, James, am a slave of God and the master Jesus, writing to the 12 tribes scattered to kingdom come. Hello. So he uses the word for slave, doulos, you know, just a a Greek word that means exactly what 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 a slave means, a person who is legally owned by someone else and whose entire livelihood and purpose was determined by their master either by divine providence or just, we were just blessed to have the song right into the lead. It's, it's literally, you, you give yourself away for the purpose of the master, you see. As we, again, we shared last week, uh, the, the, if I'm a slave, I don't say, you know what, master, you know, that's a good idea you were talking about there, but uh, I'm not going to do that. 
you know, uh, that, that's just not, that's not on my agenda today. That's not either the prerogative or the perspective of a slave. A slave is a slave. So this provides really critically important context for what we're about to study. Because as we plow through James and we start to unpack the, 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 the writings here, uh, you need to see it through the lens of the one who's speaking. See, it's one thing, and, I, and I'll share more as we, as we go forward, particularly uh, as we go forward in the weeks and months to come. Hopefully you'll start to see a transition here. Uh, I've got a personal trainer. So the missus and I, were going three days a week. And we're, we're uh, at least somebody is doing something about this, okay? Um, it's one thing to receive instruction from a trainer that looks like he or she has been trained. It's another thing to receive instruction from the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> if the Pillsbury Doughboy is talking to me about, well, you need to do this to be fit, it's like, that's interesting. I probably will do just the opposite of what you're suggesting because what your, your life and lifestyle does not reflect uh, uh, someone who really knows what they're talking about. They're not walking the talk. So James is speaking from the perspective of one who's experienced a lot. And again, as we shared last week, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. Understand, he was not an early believer. He didn't, he didn't like, oh man, I, I, this is my brother. And he, yeah, he's the Christ. He's like, you are the Christ? <laughs> Please, I know you. You can't even bang a nail straight. And then he's like, you're the Christ. No, 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 no. See, but, but through the process of time and revelation, James gets to the point to be called camel knees, the pillar of the church. So today we begin at the, the second verse. And as he writes, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. See, James, not, uh, he, he's not going to mince words. He's not going to spend a whole lot of time with greeting. He's getting right down to the point. Hey, I'm a slave of Christ. Hello, how you doing? Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. See, it's not like sending texts or emails today, you know. It's like, God bless us. I, you know, I know you're not guilty of that, but, you know, please stop forwarding stuff. You know, it's just, oh, this is wonderful. Let me forward it to you. It's like, no, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But, but here, the, the, to, to, to scribe a letter, to mail a letter, that, was, that took a lot of work. That took a lot of effort, uh, and usually the letters were carried by personal carrier. There was no U.S. Postal Service or, or Grecian Postal Service. There, it's, it's like, okay, I want to send a letter from one city to another, from one person to another. I need to pay someone's passage and time to actually deliver that information. Hello, this is James, God's slave. Consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. And right away, see, the, the, you ought to look at the, the linkage between joy and trials and seem, and, and look at that and think that, boy, that's odd. That, that's, that's, there's a lot of things that I would link joy and trials with, uh, but there would probably be a, a no or not somewhere inserted in there. There is no joy in trials. There, there is no pleasantry in, in trials. See, so in his opening pericope, a fancy word for just literary unit, is opening section. He invites the readers to wrestle with a paradox of uh, rejoicing and, and affliction. Who thinks like this? 
I mean, seriously, see, who thinks like this? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'll tell you. Someone who is legally owned by someone else and whose entire livelihood and purpose is determined by their master. That's who thinks like that. A slave thinks like that. A slave would say something to the effect, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind. See, we don't look for these, the, these verses. We don't sniff them out too much in the Bible because they don't, they don't tend to preach well. You know, people don't tend to you know, really, uh, you know, say, oh boy, that's really good, that's really good. Well, I love it. Yeah, send me some more trials. Send me some more this, that, or the other. Old and new. Old and new. If you just take a minute, read your Bible. Read your Bible, and you will see the, the connection consistently where there is there's trial, there's tribulation, as the old saints would say. You know, there's, 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 there's stuff going on in life, and then there's joy associated with that. Wow. Uh, boy, I, I, I didn't know that. Well, that's why we, we, we have that up there. And as, as, as 1 Peter 1 and 6 read, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Joy in suffering. Celebration in suffering. Let's just be honest. That's, this is not our normal human response. It's just not. This is, this is not the first thing as a person, as a normal human, that would, uh, 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 I, would, I would look to find joy in tribulation. I would look to find joy in trial. I would look to find joy in affliction. I'm, I, 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 I don't see that. See, I'm natural. My natural inclination is to maximize my pleasure and to minimize my pain. And if there's someone that says, I'm talking about in and of yourself, I'm not talking about through the vent and aid of the Holy Spirit, I'm talking about you, you, you know, the real you, you know, when you're behind the curtain, you, see, that, that you would say, you know what, uh, you know, I just love pain. I love crying. I love affliction. I love, I love, I love disappointment. I love all of those things. I just, you know, I, I, I thrive on that. Not one person would say that. It's not normal. So let's look again at James. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Consider, to count as, to regard as. It's like an accountant, you know, when you do your, or your taxes, you know. You put it in, there are, there are, there are a lot more deficits than assets, but, you know, the, you, you put it in that category. I count this. I'm categorizing what's, what's happening to me. I'm putting whatever this is in this column. So, and that's what James is saying, put this in that column. What, what, what are you putting in that column? I'm putting, I'm, I'm, I want you to put in that column pure joy. Not only in terms of quantity, and the, 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 the adjective that goes along with that, pure joy. Not only in quantity, but quality. Not just be joyful, you know, I'm really happy about this. I'm just really, really happy. I'm glad God has sent this in my life. I'm happy. And you're not happy. You're not fooling God. You're not fooling yourself. You're not fooling any person you work with next time. See, and that's why, you know, again, truth be told, when we go to work, it's like, you know, you're a Christian. I would never have known. Every time you come in, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Not thankful, just 
God be praised. Thank you for giving me a job. Thank you for allowing me to get up at 5 a.m. so I can put on my own clothes and go to work. I don't want to go to work. I don't, I don't want to. So just thankful for the opportunity. Pure joy. Quantity and quality of joy that you face, you encounter trials. And not just a trial, but multiple trials. Various trials. Oh, boy, here's, here's a right cross. Oh, there's a rabbit punch. Oh, man, there's a kidney blow right there. Oh, oh, I, didn't, I don't see them coming. They're coming that way. Count all of those as pure joy. See, recognize James is not speaking of something that was chosen, or, nor is he speaking about the everyday ebb and flow of life. These are special circumstances that God has allowed to come in, in, in your path. As you encounter any number of tests, consider it as completely an opportunity to experience joy like you've never experienced it before. Why? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. As we go through what we go through, it enables us to go through all the better the next time, whatever God sends our way. Not only that, that enables us to be effective witnesses to those that are around us. It's like, you know, you've experienced that. I, I don't want to minimize what you're going through, but I went through something similar to that. And this is how God took me through that. See, it's in these experiences that we develop perseverance. See, the, 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 the ability, as the old saints would say, honey, you still holding on? You say, well, keep on holding on. See, that's what they would used to say. You still holding on? You, you, are you still holding on? Then keep on holding on. You, you're, you're not going to be able to hold on and to really hold on if, if, if just, 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 just some little breeze just blows past you, then you're not going to be able to, to really hold on. So what's the point? Well, I'm glad you asked the point. You asked that. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. I like how the message version reads. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. Again, I'm with a trainer. I'm doing a pretty good job. Got an hour twice a week. About the 45-minute point of every hour, I start to experience this just awful nausea in my stomach. It's just like, okay, I'm hitting a wall. This is just like, oh, you know, you've seen the pictures, you know, drill sergeant. Oh, get out, give me 20. Okay, well, he's not that mean, but he pushes. He says, all right, we're ready, to, we're ready to have some pain today, aren't we? It's like, well, it's easy for you to say. Real easy for you to say. Oh, it's, boy, you're going to be able to pump this stack before, before too long. It's just like, oh, yeah. Easy for you to say. Look at you. You're ripped. You're cut. You're this. You're that. And look at me. I ain't really. Look at me. Uh, and, and 
I'm nauseous. I'm not, I'm really not feeling it. But I persevere. Why? Why do I keep subjecting myself to that situation day after day, week after week? Because I know there's a point to this. There's a purpose to what I'm doing. See, a lot of times we go through life and we experience the ebbs and flows of life and the ups and downs. I don't get this promotion. I don't get this. I don't get this. I don't get that. I, I, I get the, the fuzzy lollipop. I get, I get everything that I want. I, I seem to receive everything but what I want. What? See, see that's just existing. That's just living life just as it, as, it, as it just kind of, well, you know, this is what happened this way. But, but when you have purpose, when you have a point, I know why I'm experiencing these things. There's a point to this experience. It's not just bad luck. It's just not, you know, the, well, sometimes you, maybe you didn't do what the boss said, but sometimes you're doing exactly what the boss says, and it seems like you've got a target on your back. Why are they picking on me? I'm not doing anything. I'm doing my job. Why me? It's a task. It, it, it's a task. It's, it's a t- why, why, it just, it just seems like, you know, I feed the cat, and it seems to be doing nothing, and then it scratches at me, it claws me, and it's like, I want to drop kick it into next week. What's going on? It may be a test. Maybe you need a new pet, too, but, but it could be a test. Okay, I know. I'm appreciative, but not quite to the point of unrestrained joy. You know, excuse me if I sit in my seat and I just don't go leaping up and down uh, when these trials come my way. You know, I, 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 I just, I, 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 I just don't, I'm not quite feeling it. Why or how are you or me or us to consider ourselves exceptionally blessed when those things come our way? First, First, you need to remember, it's only a test. It's, it's, it's only a test. You remember those, 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 those things that, uh, you know, those uh, emergency broadcast system things? This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. If this had been a real emergency, we would have given you other instruction. But this is only a test. That's what James is talking about here. Things are coming up in your life and we are pulling our hair, what little hair we have left. We are pulling our hair. We're agonizing about it. And James is saying, it's just a test. It's not the end of the world. This is just a test. Well, it feels like the end of the world. No, it's not. It's just a test. It's just a test. Well, I wish it's just a test. And even, and I'm not suggesting that you fail the test, but if, for those of you who have been in school more than a minute and you've been given an exam and you don't do so well on the test, do you just throw your hands up and say, like, well, forget it, I'm, just, I'm, I'm walking away? It's like, no, no, no. You prepare for the next test because you know the next test is coming because there's a point for you being in school. There's a point, there's a point for Christians to experience the things that we do. It's a test. But second, God has selected a test and selected you for the test. Truth be told, if we would all just depend on God, we're going to be victorious in the test. It's it's like, like, you know, I don't know, I know, it's like, hey, buddy, eyes on your own paper. No, it's not like cheating on someone else's paper. 
it's, 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 it's like, wow, I'm given a test, and if I just flip the paper over, there are all the answers to the test. See, it's really that way. See, see God has equipped us and enabled us to pass the test if we would just flip the paper over, look at the answers, and fill, bubble in the answers. We have, as I, I keep sharing, we have the same Spirit of God lives in us. The same, not, not a different, not a lesser, not a, the same Spirit of God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside each and every believer. That's good news. So, so I can't do this. I can't, I, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm up to my eyeballs. It's a test. And you have the answers. I just can't. See, see, that's the problem. You're trying to do it. No, you can't do it. The test is going to be too complicated. It's going to be too involved. And you won't be able to bubble in the answers quick enough in the time allotted for you to do it. Third, it will enable you to even be a better witness to others and an encourager to others. Okay. I, I hear you. I know you, you know you're talking, you know, obviously not physically, but spiritually speaking. Oh, you're the rip guy, the tone lady that pushes themselves. Uh, uh, but I just, I can't. I, I, I can't, see? That's why James adds, ask God, pray. He's wanting to hear from you, and he can't wait to respond. Verse 6, you will get his help and won't be condescended to when you ask for it. Ask boldly, believing without a second thought. Why? People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way, adrift at sea, keeping all your options open. I'm closing. See, it's like 911. <laughs> it's better than 911. Sometimes you hit 911, you don't get the emergency responder on the other side. James is saying you wouldn't call 911 expecting to get a busy signal. Don't pray to God expecting that, well, uh, I, he might answer. Maybe he won't answer. I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe no. See, our relationship with Christ goes beyond our salvation. I know, that's, that's, that's really profound. Let me say it again. Our relationship with Christ goes beyond our salvation. See, he's already said, it's like those that are in my hand, no one, no one can fall out of my hand, no one can be plucked out of my hand, no one can wiggle their way out of my hand. If you are his, that's a big if, if you have surrendered your life to Christ and you are his, you are always his. You on your best day, you can't, you can't finagle out of that deal. See, but, but, but what we tend to do is just stand at the doorstep of salvation. And it's like, okay, well, I'm, I've, I've given my life to Christ, I guess that's, and you just stand at the door. And it's like, no, I need you to walk up and down the block. I need you to go around the block. I need you to live life. I need you to expose yourself to other people that are in darkness, in absolute darkness. And I need you to be witnesses for me. That's what I need you to do. I don't need you, to, you know, it's like, this, this is not Noah's Ark we got here. Oh, I'm on board. Pull up the ladder. Hey, you know, and it's good here. You know? No, no. See, the door is open. Come on in. Come on in. So when we get those opportunities to go to places like Phoenix Park, is that we just step through boldly. 
We just, it's just this is opportunity to, to snatch souls from hell and to share with them the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. See, but again, here's the caveat. You have to believe what you're asking. Why is that such a big deal? Because our belief in what we're asking is directly tied to the person that we're asking it of. So it's like, well, I'm not sure God will do that for me. What you're essentially saying is, I'm not sure God is God. That's what you're saying. No, I would never say that. Yes, that's exactly what you're saying. That's exactly what's being said. If you believe, if you believe that his spirit is resident in you, and it's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, what can't he do? What is impossible? Name, just anybody? What's impossible? What's, what's impossible? Well, you know, I know someone so-and-so, they, 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 they prayed for X, Y, and Z, and uh, it didn't happen. Well, James got, has answers to that. We'll get to that. See, as we are in his will, as we align ourselves with, see, God's not going to align to us. We align to him. And as we align to him, then it's just like, ah, this is called, you know, as the jazz musicians would say, this is syncopation. This is, this is like, this is, this is it. This is, boy, oh boy, the, the drummer and the bass and the, and the piano, they're just, they're, they're in rhythm. They're, they're, they're doing everything. And that's what God desires of each and every one of us. So I have a question. When you pray, when you pray, when you pray, do you pray or do you just say words? Don't, don't answer out loud, please. But uh, do you just say words? Or do you pray fully confident that he is more than able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above, beyond, anything I can, you know, it's like these are the best words I can put together, but, but in actuality, God already knows what I need, and, and I'm, already, I'm already, you know, it's just, I'm, just, I'm just saying some words to, 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 to just kind of like prime the pump, and then God's going to, he's going to take it, and then the water's going to flow. I say, I'm, I'm done. On the way to the wizard, uh, Dorothy, the tin man, and the scarecrow, uh, they were walking through the forest, and I know if any of you that are more than 10 years old, you've seen the Wizard of Oz. And as Dorothy, the Tin Man, and the Scarecrow, they're walking into the forest, and it's dark. They're afraid. They're not sure what they're going to encounter. It sounds like life. And they get afraid. And so they rhythmically began to repeat, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Finances, kids, and spouses. Oh, my. Jobs, relationships, and health. Oh, my. There's any number of things you can fill in that blank. As you go down that forest path, that's dark, and you're afraid. Lions, tigers, and bears. I don't know what the lions, tigers, and bears in your life are, but you look like me. They're probably very similar to my lions, tigers, and bears. So in these first eight verses, what is James offering? He's offering a different trifecta. He's saying trials, wisdom, and faith. 
Oh, joy. Tests are going to come. Tests are going to come. What are you going to do about it? I, I love the movie. It's uh, with Kevin Costner and uh, um, Sean Connery, The Untouchables. Cops trying to do away with the bad guys. Pretty violent. Don't let kids see it. Um, but Sean Connery was mortally wounded at the end, towards the end. And with his dying voice, he grabbed Kevin Costner, who's all grief-stricken and upset that his friend, his mentor, his police guy was going to die. And he grabbed him by the lapels, and he pulled him close, and he said, what are you prepared to do about it? What are you prepared to do about it? It's, it's wonderful, it's interesting, it's, this is good theology, this is great, great scripture, it's all of this, it, it's wonderful. But as, as we step away from this today, if that's all it is, is just an eight-verse journey through something that happened 2,000 years ago and has no application to us today, then, not next week, later on today, you're going to be saying, lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. And James is saying, trials, wisdom, and faith, they're linked. In a Christian's life, you cannot separate them. And then, and only then, will you experience great joy. Other than that, it's just like wearing a drama mask. You could be dying on the inside, and you got a little happy face on the outside. And you know, I know, everybody knows, your whole family knows that you're miserable. You're not experiencing joy, but you're pretending to experience joy. For whose benefit? I'm not sure who. God wants us all to experience his great joy, and he does that mysteriously, wonderfully, graciously through trials. Let's pray.